Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Everyone and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. This is Juliet Lamar, and joining us today is Matrek Kranz. He is, among so many other things, he is an author and currently he's an innovator at Cisco. Welcome, Matrek. Thank you, Juliet. Thank you for having me over. Oh, it's fantastic. My pleasure. So we have a lot of things to talk about today, but let's go ahead and kick it off with something that you have a lot of knowledge about, which is the crypto and blockchain world. And you and I were chatting earlier about oh, there's so many misconceptions out there uh, about this space. So let's jump right in. Sounds great. You know, when I've been sort of involved in the blockchain world for a couple of years, and uh, so I've sort of seen the, the, the hype and, uh, and now sort of we're marching towards uh, reality. But uh, uh, so many times, and I'm sure you've, you've had the same challenge, um, uh, we still have uh, uh, sort of conversations that sort of surprise me in, uh, at this stage, and a lot of misconceptions and myths about um, blockchain. So the first one, of course, is uh, I would say in half of the conversations when I mention blockchain, usually the response is, yes, I love crypto and, lo- and I love the ICOs, <laughs> right? Like, okay, great. Um, and, and, and of course, as we both know, and as, as uh, um, you've been covering a lot of this, uh, of course, blockchain has, and, and the Bitcoin and other um, Cryptos have the common roots, um, uh, but um, uh, blockchains are actually uh, um, uh, are used for much more than just cryptocurrencies, right? And uh, crypto is just one of uh, applications. So that's sort of a one one myth um, that I uh, that I encounter very often. The second one is um, around um, uh, public versus public blockchains. So um, um, obviously, the underlying blockchains be, um, um, uh, underneath uh, crypto are um, public and uh, permissionless blockchains. But in the especially B2B world, um, in the business settings, we're seeing more and more private permission blockchains being deployed. Um, so, um, so there's a lot of different flavors of, of blockchains, um, and quite often uh, uh, depending on the environment and the use cases. Um, Probably another another myth uh, that I see a lot is uh, blockchain is all about the financial uh, services industry. And uh, um, again, when you think about hype, right, that um, um, it's funny when we started on our blockchain journey a couple of years ago, we actually went through around 200 different use cases um, and workflows, and we identified five that were actually um, ready for uh, for prime time. Um, and we we started with the financial industry, and of course. Some of the iconic sort of use cases, like taking um, 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 uh, taking transactions, um, like uh, stock transactions from um, uh, settlement time from three days to uh, to zero, right? T three to T zero is sort of this big goal for the industry, and we found that to a large extent it's a red herring because um, you can do actually a lot of um, uh, sort of T zero type of transactions today today. But at the same time, the market structures, at the same time, the participants don't have a lot of incentives to actually reduce that time. Versus um, uh, syndicated lending, where there's a, 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 a several players that exchange billions of dollars in transactions, they actually have a lot of incentives to reduce the reconciliation time and the settlement time. So looking beyond the technology into the market structures, the workflows, the motivations of the players, 
has been um, key. And as a result, for example, at Cisco, we focused a lot on the supply chain and the use cases in this segment um, as uh, uh, we're seeing sort of very clear ROIs and, uh, and, the, and the participants in the market are ready for those. So there are many more misconceptions and myths, but uh, these are sort of the main ones that I've seen. Absolutely. And, you know, you hear these different myths time and time again, and it's, it's interesting yep. that these myths keep perpetuating in such a way. Yeah, and partly it's, I think, because uh, um, prior to, uh, to blockchain, I spent a lot of years with Internet of Things. And uh, so over there, we went through the sort of the big hype uh, cycle as well. And I have to admit, I think that the blockchain and um, uh, so sort of blockchain hype, I think, is even greater. So as a result, there's a <laughs> lot of conversations. Um, and... Um, Sometimes we, uh, at least I find that we sort of repeat these myths, right? Because they, um, because as people sort of learning, they sort of learn from each other. And then uh, as collectively, as our knowledge sort of deepens, I think we sort of realize, okay, these are myths and these are not realities. But um, I think it's a reflection of the state of the, of the sort of a knowledge and, um, and, um, and the state of the industry. We still have a lot of basic education that we have to go through. Well, absolutely. And and just so for our listeners to know, um, you had a great deal of involvement in the creation of the Internet of Things and in that in that whole networking. Um, can you give us a little bit of background about that? Yeah, sure. And um, and it's actually uh, I actually do believe that blockchain and IoT are actually uh, fairly uh, tightly coupled. Um, so I've been involved in IoT for maybe 15 years now. So uh, way beyond uh, be, before we actually called this thing IoT. Um, and then um, a couple of years ago, uh, uh, we actually decided that timing was right to sort of make it uh, make it big in IoT as an industry. We decided to adopt the IoT term that was sort of invented um, a decade earlier um, and uh, created sort of coalition of the willing with um, um, with uh, hundreds of uh, companies um, and uh, research institutions and universities, startups, large companies. Um, created we created sort of this big ecosystem of companies and said, okay. Let's make it real. Um, let's um, because the the benefits of IoT were so compelling, right? Um, and it wasn't about connecting devices. It was about the data that these devices were generating and how we can analyze this data and turn those um, the systems into uh, business outcomes. Um, uh, and I actually, you know, I I wrote a book about IoT as well, sort of because uh, I think it's so important that every organization, large and small, sort of gets started on their IoT journey. And going back to you said that blockchain and the Internet of Things, IoT, have a lot of commonalities. Um, you care to expand yep. on that? Yeah, yeah of course. Um, uh, I actually believe that um, Internet of Things by itself is not very transformational. Um, you actually need um, sort of three more pieces to it. Of course, uh, machine le- uh, learning and uh, AI and ML, uh, because at the end of the day, it is about interpreting and analyzing the data. Um, uh, it is also about uh, what we call um, edge computing or fog computing, which is um, uh, sort of evolution of cloud into distributed clouds. Um, if you connect, um, uh, let's say, a bunch of vending machines to, we can connect them directly to the cloud because very few packets actually go, um, are sent from the vending machine saying, hey, I'm running out of cans, come on over and replenish the supply. But if you connect a connected vehicle or if you connect um, a bunch of drones or a um, um, uh, or an oil rig, uh, you, it's not practical or economical to actually send all the data to the cloud for processing. So thus, you process the data sort of at the source. 
Um, and the last sort of a uh, leg of this tool is blockchain because you need to make sure that um, that the data you are getting, you, you need to trust that um, where the data is coming from. You can trust that the, that um, uh, that um, that uh, this data is actually uh, what it's what it is presented to be. Um, that you reduce the friction between multiple transactions among uh, among players as well. So we actually. Um, uh, at Cisco, we were one of the founders of a trusted IoT alliance uh, designed exactly for that purpose, which was uh, to bring the community of IoT players and blockchain players together to um, work on uh, enabling some of these use cases, um, whether they are in supply chain like uh, tracking of counterfeits or um, in healthcare, tracking healthcare records or food safety. Um, whatever the use cases are, how do we get IoT, blockchain, but also ML, uh, AI, and FOG working together to um, make sure that uh, we see the business outcomes? That's fantastic. So let's move into uh, you have so many things to cover. You're a man of many talents. Uh, you have two <laughs> books that are out. <laughs> One of them is a New York Times bestseller called Building the Internet of Things. And then you have a companion book that goes along with that called Building the Internet of Things, a Project Workbook. Um, give us a little insight of, into, your, into your book. Yeah, so, you know, it was funny because I think it was like five years ago. Um, I've, I've been sort of on this mission of getting, uh, as I mentioned, every company to get them started on the IoT journey because I think it's so fundamental, uh, as even we, we talked earlier. Um, and I started to get questions. Is there a book that I can read? Um, uh, I'm a business owner. I run the hospital. I run the oil uh, oil field. I run the, um, a plant. Um, so, from the business perspective, is there a book I can read that will sort of tell me how I can use IoT for my business um, benefit? And I couldn't find um, any book like that. Um, so I decided to, to write one, and uh, uh, and I published the book um, a year and a half ago. And uh, I was actually surprised how how um, uh, how successful the book was, which I think was the reflection of um, uh, that um, there were a lot of people who wanted to, who heard the buzzword um, IoT and wanted to sort of see how they can uh, make it useful for their business. Um, but then also I started to get feedback uh, from the readers of the book and saying, yes, I read the book, I'm ready, but I need some more hand-holding and help. Can you guide me through the process? Uh, so, which is why um, a few months ago I published this uh, companion workbook, which is basically step-by-step instructions. Sort of, you read the book. Now, let's sort of walk through and make sure that you're ready uh, from the skill set perspective, from the process perspective, from the um, sort of the the technology perspective. So it's almost like a bunch of checklists that you have to go through and. Um, Make sure that before you get started, you're ready. Then how to best get started on your first project, how to then continue on your second, third, and your hundredth project as well. So um, it's, a, it's a very pragmatic uh, sort of a workbook, and I've been getting some very uh, very positive feedback on, on both of those as well. And you have a third book coming out is uh, what, I, what I hear. <laughs> uh, not yet. I just started writing it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's sort of a working title is around what I call a co-economy. And it's some of the themes that we've discussed uh, already, Juliet, right, which is uh, um, it takes the village, right, to get these things happen. Um, quite often, I still see the industry, this concept of, um, you know, I am one large company and I can do it all, um, where, um, uh, where uh, when you think about sort of solutions that we need to develop, um, 
they require uh, multiple players to work together, some specialists in infrastructure, in security, in databases, sort of a, um, horizontal sort of specialists, but also vertical specialists, people that know how, um, how let's say, oil and gas industry or healthcare or retail or agriculture industries work. So they bring this sort of vertical knowledge and also regional players because um, how you deploy, a, let's say, a agriculture solution in India um, uh, versus um, South Africa versus England versus um, versus um, uh, U.S. is very very different, right? So combination of these players uh, have to work together to develop the, and deliver the solution. Um, so um, so I think this is essential. And 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 when you think about blockchain, it plays a key role in this as well because. Um, Blockchain is actually enabling right multiple organizations to transact um, uh, to record transactions with each other in a permanent and efficient way, right? So it's removing the friction and creating the trust. So it's one of the foundational um, enabling technology for this sort of a co-economy to uh, uh, to exist and to thrive. But the book will not be published probably for another year. <laughs> uh -huh. Well, we'll just we'll just be waiting patiently for it, and that that's fantastic. And that kind of leads me to my next question. You touched on a few things that you've you've learned by working in this space, but what do you think are some of the core things that, that you have learned simply by, by being so involved in the space that, that you might want to share with people? Yeah, of course. And, you know, um, uh, and, and uh, some of them uh, I probably will repeat, but the, the first one for me is uh, um, it takes the village. Um, uh, whether you're in blockchain, whether you're in IoT, whether you are in uh, sort of these emerging new markets and technologies, um, uh, you, uh, we have to work as an industry. Um, I, I always, often worry about some of these early markets sort of balkanizing too soon. So, um, so um, sort of working together, creating ecosystems, I think, is the first one. The second one is, you know, um, like quite, I often talk about Internet of Things. Yes, it has things in the name, but it is about people. And the same goes for blockchain as well, which is... Um, um, making sure that um, we have people who are who have the right skills, um, that we train those folks. Um, um, uh, you know, in the IoT world, for example, there is a lot of um, um, uh, sort of companies have to rethink how they work with their workforces. Um, you know, like um, just a, a little um, um, a little story. So I I, I live in in in, in the valley. Um, uh, but uh, hour and a half south of uh, San Jose, there's another valley. Uh, it, we call it the Lettuce Valley in Salinas. And um, over there, I sort of visited recently a plant where, uh, a, a sort of a packaging uh, plant where they're packaging um, lettuce. And on one side of this uh, big hangar was a manual um, sort of line with 30 people working on it. On the other side, it was an automated line with three people working on it. And as the company was sort of automating their these lines, they also were... Um, educating their workforce. So instead of being a line worker, the person was getting an engineering degree or a quality um, degree, and they sort of were increasing their skills as well, which ended up being a win-win for the company and the workers. We see companies working together on um, um, uh, joining forces with educational institutions. Uh, so instead of getting a, a blockchain, a generic blockchain expert, you will get a blockchain expert that actually knows the supply chain uh, use cases, right? Um, uh, apprenticeships and other sort of area, but in general, it is about people. Um, and and the last the last piece for me is um, you know sort of um, think big, dream big, but start small. Um, it is about the journey. Um, and um, 
quite often, uh, for example, I've seen with Internet of Things, where you, um, um, uh, yes, you, you cannot just sort of come in and say, let's revamp our entire process, our entire organization. You first start with a small project, like a remote asset management or um, preventive maintenance kind of a solution. You succeed with it. You build a coalition of the willing internally and externally, and then you do the next one and the next one. So build on your success. Um, and uh, and um, but also, you know, if you fail, it's not fatal either because you will learn from your failure and you will sort of move on as well. So these are sort of the three things that I've seen over and over again that are sort of essential of making sure that these new technologies mature and uh, the markets happen. They're fantastic, and I I love that that saying that, that failure is not fatal. You know, failure is just another way to to learn and yep. and really grow your ideas. You know, it's funny because I in the in in this building of uh, uh, building the Internet of Things book, I have a whole chapter, chapter eight, that talks about um, mistakes, right? And uh, it lists around twenty five different mistakes that uh, organizations have been making. And my point also is that everybody makes mistakes. Let's learn from each other's mistakes, which was also sort of the call to the industry. Please share not only your successes but also your failures. And um, uh, you know, it takes some courage sometimes to say, hey, I failed, but here are the lessons learned and I'm willing to share so that collectively we will not make this mistake again, right? Um, uh, but that's what it takes. I think that, uh, again, in the spirit of um, it's not about our individual project, but making sure that, um, that the entire industry succeeds. No, absolutely. And, you know, with this knowledge that you have and, and this skill set, where do you see this going? What kind of cases do you see being used in the future that maybe haven't even been thought of yet? Yeah, so I think that um, I would say um, uh, IoT and blockchain are sort of at a, a similar uh, stage right now, which is we are still um, focusing primarily on sort of improving existing processes. So like um, at Cisco, we've been focusing on um, use cases like um, uh, counterfeits, um, so uh, identifying and tracking counterfeits um, pieces of equipment or products. Um, a lot of companies have these problems, right? And now blockchain enables us to actually have uh, visibility and um, into the supply chain and provenance of, uh, of, uh, of goods and equipment. Um, we see um, a lot of use cases around um, sort of removing friction from like supply chain finance. We see use cases around um, um, uh, healthcare electro um, electronic records. And a lot of focus on Food, food safety and food tracking. So, um, um, but I would say um, these are sort of the, the first steps. Um, what excites me is when we start talking about creating new um, new business models, like uh, microtransactions, for example, micropayments is a is a fascinating area. It will be enabled by both IoT and blockchain, where um, instead of let's say um, paying for a tire, you sort of uh, install the tire and pay manufacturer every hundred miles whilst you while you, you use the tire, right? So completely new business models, new value propositions like um, um, like uh, personalization um, uh, that would be um, enabled by these technologies as well. And then new markets, like when you think about drones, drones is a great example of a combination of um, IoT, blockchain, um, uh, machine learning, and uh, for computing in action. So the... Uh, sort of the the early successes and Im improvements of existing processes are exciting because they validate the the technology and make them make technologies useful. But then 
these new value propositions, new business models, and, and new markets, new industries is um, what I think is, uh, excites me in the long run about the future. That is, that is a pretty bright future. I love that, that picture that you paint for us. Mashek, thank you so much for joining us. And, and what is the best way for people to you know, connect with you, to buy your book? You have so many speaking engagements. Um, yep. yeah, what is the best way for people to follow you? Um, probably the best way is uh, obviously tw- Twitter, LinkedIn, but also uh, I have a website, um, um, uh where I talk more about uh, what we do. Um, I also have a, a newsletter that I send out, so you can sign up at the, for the newsletter at my website as well. So um, uh, let's let's work together. Let's share the best practices and let's share uh, um, sort of bright future together. Fantastic. Thank you again, Machek, for joining us. Thank you so much, Juliet. I appreciate it. That is Machek Kranz. He is, among other things, author, innovator, and extraordinary human. Check him out. His website is M-A-C-I-E-J-K-R-A-N-Z.com. Find him on LinkedIn. Find him on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.